my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here today, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? We're in the first official week of September. Actually, no, we're in the second week. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my calendar here. And uh, the one was kind of cut off from when I, where I was looking at. But no, second full week. Oh my goodness. This is totally cray-cray. That means we're getting that much closer to it officially being fall. So I hope everyone had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Uh, I took my hamster, Liesel, to the Petco Hamster Ball Derby. Um, she didn't win, which is no big deal. Of course, I was the... Whoopsie. Um, I was the oldest contestant there, which I was not really surprised. There wasn't a lot of kids. There was me, um, another boy, and then two other boys. They had, they had smaller hamsters, but me and um, the other boy had a hamster named Cody Waffles, who Liesl ran against. And before we were actually, you know, practicing on the wheel, or um, excuse me, practicing on the little track. Lisa was doing good. Cody Waffles, not so good. And it's like, the dad was of the boy, I can't remember his name, but he just said, I don't know, because Lisa was going, like, really good. And he's like, I don't know, son, I think you're gonna have some major competition, you might not win. I'm thinking, dude, build your kid up a little. I mean, yeah, you don't want to and to be 100% disappointed, but, um, Overall, he won. He won that boy with Cody Waffles. And I told Jeremy after, I'm like, I am so happy. I, I did want to compete. I just, I knew I would felt bad if I had won and this, this kid, or none of the kids had. But no. Just the fact that, you know, his dad said, oh, you might not. But he did. And he beat Liesl. Which, what happened with that, <clears throat> um, we have him at that the track to go down and her ball I should have like because you can put your hands at the end of the track you can't push it or anything but she went off the track and they had to like redo the race and she got halfway down and then she just started coming back to me and then luckily Cody Waffles won so you know that that's just it it was a fun time there was a crowd of people watching it was just it was a fun awesome time Liesl did so well. And it's funny that, <laughs> of course, nobody knew Liesl, the character Liesl from the Book Thief, which is who Liesl is named after. But the the one lady who's hosting the event said, oh, Liesl, like from Sound of Music. I'm like, oh, um, no, it's actually from the Book Thief. <laughs> nobody got it. I don't think anybody got it. Like, oh, well. So yeah, that was a fun day. Uh, yesterday we went and saw, Jeremy and I saw It Chapter 2. 
I definitely had my eyes closed and my head turned. Occasionally, like, trying to put my fingers in my ears. Some of the sounds are just like, ah. I mean, it chapter one was kind of gory here and there, but number two, which is like, ah, ah, like when I get that on Blu-ray, I gotta fast forward through the scene. But overall, it was a good movie. There's a good crowd and everything like that too. So, and then we went to Subway for we got our subs from Subway. So that was our weekend. Last night I watched um I watched Liar Liar. And uh, I haven't seen that movie that movie with Jim Carrey. I haven't seen that in like since I was like. 1718 and living at home but yep that was my weekend all right well today we continue with the back to school series with a now we're going to focus on yeah the last time we focused on both girls because it was the first day of school for both of them well this time's a little different we're going to focus on dj and i want to read the dvd description first i think i want to start doing that to see how they differ from the imdb description Back to School Blues, written by Jeff Franklin, directed by Bill Foster, and original air date, September 29th, 1989. Sophisticated lady. To fit in with the other junior high girls, DJ plasters on the eyeshadow and lip gloss. Yeah, you forgot she also wears a skimpy outfit. And no, that was actually lipstick. Lip gloss, that's kind of like a shiny thing that you put on either... When is it after you put on the lipstick or is it in place of lipstick? I don't wear makeup. Um, I can tell you a quick little story about that why I don't. When I was 14, my sister got me a really decent, you know, beginner's makeup kit. And I remember for picture day, I was in the bathroom, you know, putting on some lipstick. And mind you, I felt very self-conscious. I still am today when it comes to that stuff. Um... And this girl said, oh, you don't really need to, you probably shouldn't use that just because it might not come out so great in the picture. After that, I never wore makeup again. Never, never tried it. Maybe a little bit of that um, powder stuff to clear up the face, you know, when you're a teenager and you have like acne or pimples or whatever. But no, since then, I just, I haven't done it. I don't feel comfortable. It just doesn't feel like me. I guess I just want to be all natural. And I've never, I've never had a problem with it. I mean, that's just, that's just me. That's just who I am. That's how I roll. All right, let's read the IMDb description. DJ goes to junior high and figures out that it's much different than elementary school and the older girls tease her. We'll get into those older girls when we get to that. Because I got stuff to say and it's not going to be nice. She tries to change herself, but it doesn't turn out the way she wants it to. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? She goes, Danny's like, fine, yep, yep, never go to school dressed like that. Because she's wearing a skimpy black lacy dress. Really skin tight. Can you imagine? If she went to school dressed like that, those girls would laugh in her face and probably call her a poser. Like, who do you think you are? Us? No, you're not. But this episode's got a 7.10, or 7.10, <laughs> a 7.5 out of 10, based on 185 ratings. Um, oh, 
you got a guest star here. We never see you again, but uh, it's someone you guys, if you watch a certain pioneer show that was on for like nine seasons, AKA Little House on the Prairie, if you watched at least up to season six, you'll know this lady, Lucy Lee Flippin, Eliza Jane Wilder, Elmanzo's older sis. <laughs> Also guest starring a reoccurring role, Anne Marie McAvoy. I probably didn't say the last name right. I hope I did. But she was in the, if you guys like horror movies, she was in Children of the Corn. The very first Children of the Corn. Not a remake. This is the original. Yeah, she also returned in an episode of Fuller House for DJ and Kimmy's, was it their 10-year high school reunion? Maybe 20th? It might have been their 20th. It's gotta be their 20th, because if it were their 10, because she would have graduated in, what, 95, 96? I think it was 95, so if that's the case, if it were 10 years... It'd be 2005. Yeah, it's a 20-year reunion. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, she played um, Sarah in Children of the Corn. She played the girl with the visions. Well, she would make drawings of things that would happen in the future. So, yeah. Colleen and Susan. There are a couple girls that show up in uh, the end of the episode that are sweet, adorable girls just dressed pretty average, you know, for your average junior high girl. These might be those girls. They might be those girls. Maybe. All right, what's this? Okay. All right, let's look at some trivia. First episode to feature Michelle's catchphrase. You got it, dude. The one-minute version of the theme song is used. First episode where we see the character Kathy Santoni, although she was mentioned in previous episodes. Yes. All right. We got some goofs. When Joey steps on the grass to put down the practice golf ball, because that is a side story, Joey and Jesse, they're in advertising together. They have a motor oil account that is going to be, their ideas are going to be pitched during a 18-hole golf game. That would be long and boring as hell. Um, excuse me. Um, I'm not into golf. <laughs> when Joey steps onto the grass to put down the practice golf ball, the grass squishes under his feet, indicating it's fake. I will definitely look for that. At lunch on the first day, DJ and Kimmy encounter Kathy Santoni, but they say that they cannot recognize her at all. This makes no sense. Kathy's body may have developed significantly over the summer, but it is not possible that she would be unrecognizable by her face slash hair and voice from just three months worth of passing. Okay, yeah, well, people change. Maybe she really changed and not just her chest. Because that's what the girls notice first. Like, wow, you grew up over the summer. Big time. <laughs> young and the Restless connections. DJ says to Kimmy, where are we? The Young and the Restless Junior High. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Danny says DJ is not going to school dressed like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> oh, Danny. 
All right, let's check out these uh, reviews. You know what? I'm going to wait till the end and do the reviews. So, yeah. I want to uh, give a shout out to some people got the trivia question correct. My trivia question was just that of the trivia with Kathy Santoni. I asked a true or false question. This is her first appearance, true or false. And a good chunk of you said true. So we got Lauren, Alyssa, Kelly, The Wonder Years Fan Fiction. Congratulations, guys. You all, wow. You guys know your Tanner info. You you know it. And that's what I'm going to do. I want to keep going with with the trivia. It's either going to be... It's going to be yes or no, you know, um, true or false, excuse me, could be multiple choice. I'd like to try one where you have to finish a sentence. That would be kind of fun. And then in a way, maybe I'll give you like options. So it'll be kind of like multiple choice or something. I think that would be kind of fun. Here's how to follow along with the podcast. You can go to the Facebook page at Oh My Landa Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast. Find out about upcoming episodes. Right now, we're currently in the back to school episodes. And that will carry through to the first two weeks of October. And then we have two Halloween episodes. One from Full House, one from Fuller House. And then in November... I have two Thanksgiving episodes. One's going to be from Full House. One's going to be from Fuller House. And then I have just December is going to be packed with Christmas. There is at least three that I Full House Christmas episodes. There's one, I believe, of, I swear there must be another one, but I'm going to double check, of the Full House Christmas, Fuller House Christmas I'm trying to think whether or not the um, episode where Kimmy hijacks Ramona's Nutcracker play, that might be Christmas. I'm not sure. All right. Another way to um, follow along with the podcast. We have Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. Twitter, OMHC Full House. And if you'd love to send me a Gmail because, or a Gmail, an email, because I'd love to hear from you. O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H-Podcast at gmail.com. All right. I also have some book recommendations. These are perfect for back to school and the month of September. Both are actually, these series are both by the same author. The first one is Because of Mr. Trupped. It's a trilogy. The second is going to be The Perfect Score, The Perfect Secret, and of course The Perfect Star, which comes out in October. I've read these books by Rob Baya, The Perfect Score, The Perfect Secret. I've read them, or listened to them on Audible. I have physical copies of the Because of Mr. Trupped trilogy. These all are middle grade books, and they are multiple points of view. Um, let me read first of The Because of Mr. Trupped. It's the start of fifth grade for seven kids at Snow Hill School. There's Jessica, the new girl, smart and perceptive, who's having a hard time fitting in. Alex- Alexia, or Alexa, a bully. Your friend one second, your enemy the next. Peter, class prankster and troublemaker. Luke, the brain. 
Danielle, who never stands up for herself, shy Anna, whose home situation makes her an outcast, and Jeffrey, who hates school. Only Mr. Terrupt, their new and energetic teacher, seems to know how to deal with them all. He makes the classroom a fun place, even if he doesn't let them get away with much, until the snowy winter day when an accident changes everything and everyone. Now I'm going to read the perfect score description. All right. No one likes or wants to take the statewide assessment test. Not the students in Mrs. Wood's sixth grade class, not even their teacher. It's not like the kids don't already have things to worry about. Under pressure to be the top gymnast her mother expects her to be, Randy starts to wonder what her destiny truly holds. Football crazy Gavin has always struggled with reading and feels as dumb as his high school dropout father. Trevor acts tough and mean, but as much as he hates school, he hates being home even more. Scott's got a big brain and an even bigger heart, especially when it comes to his grandfather, but his good intentions always backfire in spectacular ways. Natalie, know-it-all and aspiring lawyer, loves to follow the rules, only this year she's about to break them all. The whole... School is in a frenzy with test time approaching, kids, teachers, the administration. Everyone is anxious. When one of the kids has a big idea for acing the test, they're all in. But things get ugly before they get better. And in the end, the real meaning of the perfect score surprises them all. Such a good books. Both of them are amazing book series. And I highly recommend them. You know, you know, with kids being in school, they have these characters they can relate to who are all going through different situations. And kids may be able to find, you know, someone who's going through something similar. But either way, lessons are going to be learned one way or another. And this is just, it's a great book for kids, for parents, for parents and kids to read together. Yeah. All right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I'm excited. This definitely brings me back to my junior high days, which absolutely sucked. They were not great. And that lie of it gets better or don't worry, high school is going to be a lot better. Total lie. Total lie. For me, anyway. It wasn't, wasn't good, guys. It wasn't good. I dreaded it. So, of course, before we get into the actual episode, we gotta go through the cold open first. We're set in the living room. Jesse's on the couch. He's got these really cool black suspenders over a blue t-shirt. And on the suspenders, there's these little round bubbles that almost look like, um, you know, bubbles. So he's got his hands over his eyes and he's counting and Michelle comes out from behind the couch. She's like, here I am. So he's got to explain to her how hide and seek works. It's not hide and find. No, it's not uh, hide and say, here I am. You got to actually hide and wait for the person to finish counting and then they have to find you. So I'm going to play this clip. It's just, it's cute because she's only like... This is season three, so she's like two years old at this point. Actually, she's got to be three at this point because in season... How old do you have to be to start preschool? Is it three or four? 
Because I know you don't start kindergarten until you're at least six, right? I don't know. I'll say she's three. Maybe she turns four. Well, wait. This is the season of the, the birthday episode. Nine, ten. Okay. Ready or not, here I come. Here I am. Shelter. Now, we're going to have to have a little chat, you and I. See, the name of the game is Hide and Go Seek. You're playing Hide and Say, Here I Am. Capiche? Capiche. All right, let's play again. But this time, I'll hide and you come seek me, okay? Okay? So you count to three. Cover your eyes. Cover your... Nope, no peeking. No peeking. All right, ready? All right, count. Jesse says, all right, we're going to do something different. I'm going to hide this time, and you have to count. So you've got to cover your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. And he goes behind the couch. She counts to five. That's pretty good. And she turns around to the back of the couch, looks over, sees Jesse, says, here I am. I win again. Capiche? <laughs> and he tickles her and covers her in kisses. It's adorable. All right, well, we are up in the girls' room, DJ's first day of junior high, so she's actually in seventh grade. When I started junior high, it was six through eight, and then high school was nine through 12. And Stephanie, we saw her, she was in first grade in season two, with season three, she's now starting second grade. She actually got DJ's old backpack from uh, season one, episode three, um, the first day of school. I remember it because it was pink and it had white stripes and it had like little different like colorful flowers or I'm not sure what those things they might be but they look like they're like stuck onto the bag like actual things you can touch. I like DJ's bag. It's really cool. It's like a it's almost like the night sky with a little bit of haze of pink and purple and maybe some stars. I have a similar bag, but it's got cats on it, and it's really cool. And I only use it when we go on trips, so I don't ruin it. I think I ruined the last bag by spilling something, because I had gotten like another one that was 50% off of the same bag. And then it turned out, like, I spilled something in it, or something happened, and I'm like, okay, this bag, this other bag is only being used for trips and stuff like that, so it lasts longer. And it's lasted a while, so. So, yeah, DJ's in the mirror, she's combing her hair, also, you gotta get out that hairspray, make sure everything is in place, all the hair. She's got a lot of hair, it's very long, it's down. Stephanie looks at her watch and says, DJ, look, if it's not perfect by now, wear a hat. Well, that's the thing. Be, having a big sister starting junior high, she wants to, you know, look good. New day. It's a new school. You're going to have older kids there. You're not going to be the main big kahuna on the, uh, the pole there. You're going to be, you're not going to be the big fish in a little pond. You're going to be a small fish in an even bigger pond. So I'm going to play this clip. DJ and Stephanie no longer in the same school. 
Stephanie's gonna be the only tanner, and she makes a point of saying that. DJ, if it's not right by now, put on a hat. <laughs> Stephanie, today's my first day of junior high school, and I want to look perfect. Wait. Almost. There, quick, spray. <laughs> DJ's got her hair perfectly... Alright, give me the spray, the hairspray. Both of them, DJ's got the front part. Stephanie's got the back end of DJ's hair just spraying up and down and all over. There's a big cloud of... I'm surprised Stephanie's not... <coughs> my grandma, when my sister lived with my grandma and stuff and she was in junior high, my grandma would complain about how my sister would just use a can of hairspray a day practically. And just, yeah... That hairspray is not natural. It's 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 not. And afterwards, it's like your hair is just sticky with this product in it. And it's just like, mm. I don't have product. But the only thing I do have is like a leave-in conditioner that I use after I shower and wash my hair. So, so the girls are kind of getting their bags all situated and ready to go on the table as they sit down. DJ's excited because she's going to a school without a sandbox. D, uh, Stephanie's a little worried. Like, I, I don't have my big sister there to protect me. What if someone teases me? And DJ says, well, Steph, I didn't have a big sister for me when I went to school. You're going to, I turned out fine. So will you. It's going to be okay. I noticed Jody when she says, this is the first time we won't be at the same school. Aren't you going to miss me like crazy? And she grins and then raises her eyebrows up and down a few times. I notice um, the two bottom teeth. You know how you have your two front ones and then down below you have your two bottom kind of front teeth? On either side of her bottom front teeth, she's missing a tooth. Which... It's not a big deal. You know, we all lose teeth probably right around Stephanie's age. So if she was four in season one, so five, no, I say, didn't, she must have turned five in season one. So 
six, and then now she's, what, seven years old here? So she's in second grade. I, I can't keep up with this. I was eight when I was in second grade. I was seven when I was in first grade, so. It's different for everybody. Sometimes people get a late start. So I like what DJ says here, like, Steph, try to understand, you are a little kid, I'm a young adult, starting today we live in different worlds. I'm in junior high, you're still in elementary school. And I like how Stephanie comes back with, hey, look, we don't even live in separate bedrooms. Get over yourself. <laughs> Was, yeah, Stephanie's just begging her, like, please, stay at my school, DJ. I need my big sister to stick up for me. You know what? My sister and I were also six years apart. So, when I was in elementary school, she was in, by the time I was six years old, she was already in junior high. She was already a teenager. And by the time I was eight or nine, she was already in high school. So definitely worlds apart. We did have separate rooms. And she just says, look, Steph, you're going to do fine, okay? Don't worry about it. And Stephanie says, you know, when I'm in junior high, you're going to be in high school. When I finally get to high school, you're going to be in college. And when I get to college, you're going to be working at McDonald's. So... Like, wow, you don't think much of your sister, do you, Steph? There's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for, like, a month after I got out of high school. It wasn't that great, to be honest. And I only took the job because well, I lost my job at Burger King. But I worked at Burger King two other times. That's what happens when you work in a small, live in a small town and there are not a lot of job options. So even though Jesse and Joey are kind of freelancing on their own at J&J &J Creative Services, they still have to answer to Malatesta for certain work that is coming their way. There's a motor oil account here, so they got a lot of good pitches, a lot of great ideas. Doorbell rings. I thought it was going to be Kimmy because she does come in at some point. It's Becky. Danny needs a ride to work. Must be having issues with his car. Because at first, Jesse's like, oh, I know why you're here. You couldn't get through your morning without a kiss from me. And Becky's like, well, actually, Danny needed a ride to work. But hey, as long as I'm here. And they kiss. But no kiss between Jesse and Becky cannot be complete without have mercy. Kimmy always gotta say the most obvious thing. She comes in, looks at Jesse and Becky kissing, and says, Ugh, this early? I hope you brushed. Of course, that's a big turnoff. You don't think about that when you're kissing, but if someone comes in and just states that, it's like, well, that kind of put a, a, a awkward moment here. Thank you, Kimmy. So, Jesse just kind of glares a little bit at Kimmy says, hey, um, Kimmy, I have an idea. How about this year DJ picks you up from school at your house? Because you're right next door. And we get another insight into Kimmy's home life. As she says, no can do. My dad eats his breakfast in his underwear. Alright, so Joey's excited, hangs up the phone, turns to Jesse and says, hey, look, uh, Mr. Avalo is going to meet us at the Clover... Dale Country Club, and we are going to pitch the Motorola campaign. We got it all set up with what we want to do, our ideas. 
Pidgeotam were playing 18 rounds of golf. Yes! Joey is a big, avid sports nut. You know, loves his hockey, obsessed with hockey, also likes golf. Occasional basketball game with Danny. Football when Cousin Steve came over. He is all about the sports. And golf. Jesse, on the other hand, not not a big golfer. Not too, too big into sports. He's like, oh, gross, we're going to play golf? Ugh. So this is plot B. Uh, the whole golf segment. Jesse doesn't know how to play. Joey's like, don't worry, I can teach you in the backyard. It's not a big deal. Golf definitely takes concentration and focus because you're getting a ball to go into a small round golf ball sized hole and it's like gotta be you know right you know angled with the hole otherwise you hit it too hard it's gonna go fly right over it you hit it too you know a little not enough force it's not even gonna make it to the hole so yeah and my dad was such a big, big golfer. Big time golfer. I'd go with him. I wouldn't golf. But I did get to ride um, in the golf cart. I even got to drive the golf cart once. And one time when my dad and his brother, my uncle Ken, were standing around and like another friend. I was sitting in the golf cart. I probably was maybe 10 or 11 at the time. And I thought we were getting ready to go. And so I was getting ready, like, to take the, the break off, and it kind of went forward, and I accidentally ran over my Uncle Ken's foot. I felt terrible. And apparently, Jesse's reasoning for not wanting to play golf, like, ah, no, 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 I'm not playing golf. Let's think of another thing that we can do. He says, golf is for little old ladies. And Becky's sitting there, and she's like, hey! And Jesse quickly corrects. He's like, oh, and hot young babes, too. Yeah. Because Becky's like, yeah, I play golf. Like, yeah, Jess, you want to keep your girlfriend, you better fix that um, that little uh, line of sexism here. <laughs> this early? I hope you brushed. Kimmy, here's a wild idea. This year, why doesn't DJ pick you up on the way to school, huh? No can do. My dad eats his breakfast in his underwear. Yes, sir. Thank you. Goodbye, sir. What happened, Joseph? Jess, it's all set. We meet Mr. Avalos 10 a.m. at the Cloverdale Country Club. He wants us to pitch the campaign while we play golf. Yes! Golf? No, no, I'm not playing golf. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, Joseph. Golf is for little old ladies. I play golf. And hot young babes. <laughs> You can't play golf, can you? Please, I can play golf. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Folks, if there's one thing I can do, it's play golf. Remember the last time I was playing golf? Stepped up the tee, hit the ball, bada-bing, right past the windmill, into the little clown's mouth. So, Joey kind of takes this whole thing and runs with it. Like, oh, he's sitting on the arm of the couch because Jesse's sitting on the couch next to Becky with his arm around her. And Jesse's trying to be, you know, cool. And Joey's like, let me guess, you, you can't play golf, can you? 
And they get into a, like a, a smack and match on the arm and stuff. Like, I can play go uh, golf. And Joey's like, no, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. So Jesse gets up, takes a toy wiffle bat and just says, yeah, I played golf one time. I took a swing and boom, right into the clown's mouth. He played miniature golf, which really isn't, it's not that different than actual golf golf. It's still, you're hitting it in a hole, right? Whether it's a clown's mouth or a hole on the ground, I played miniature golf. It's okay. It's not the end-all, be-all of the game of the world for me. I mean, I'll, I'll play it if someone wants to, you know, pay for a round, but I don't want to play 18 holes of it. That's for true. Especially when you have, like, four other people in your on your team. It's like... And each of them get, like, two or three shots. Like, this is gonna take all afternoon. I got stuff I would rather be doing, like, staring at my phone. Danny comes in to the living room, says, Girls, I got your lunches! And DJ and Steph are right behind him, like, Dad, we're right behind you! What are you doing? We see the Jetsons lunchbox make a reappearance. It's a new school year. That Jetson's lunchbox is two years old and it's still going strong. Nothing's broken off the back of it. The hinges aren't loose. Still closes properly. Yeah. Aladdin makes a great lunchbox. If that's even... A, that's not really, I don't think. But it's the same plastic material. Oh, I got your lunches. Dad, right behind you. <laughs> oh, well, here are your lunches. Mr. Tanner, wake up. In junior high, the cool kids buy their lunch. If you want to be a good dad, give her a bag of cash. Here, DJ. Buy yourself some lunch. And make some new friends. You guys are going to have such a great time. Junior high was when I got my first boyfriend, my first slow dance, my first slow kiss. Oh, Becky. <laughs> And then I woke up and it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Dad. See you later. Bye-bye. Have fun. Wait for me. Oh, sweetie, you can I go. I too. Hold on, you little sesame streaker. You don't start nursery school till next year. But, Michelle, you can practice Wait with the real minute. school lunch. But she starts preschool in this season. No cookie? <laughs> well, I'm going now. The only tanner left in my whole school. Steph, it's good. No, really. It's a beautiful thing. Honey, honey, I know you're a little scared, but trust me, everything's going to be fine. So I guess I shouldn't even bother with the phony call? Yeah, we did that two seasons ago, no. Pumpkin. Have a good day at school, kid. Knock them dead. Have yes, fun, sweetie. Bye. See only Tanner. <sighs> well, now what? I'm looking at the Jetsons lunchbox and it does have all the stickers in the same places as a, as before. So Danny, he and Stephanie, her lunchbox and for DJ, you get to brown bag it today for your first day. Granted, Kimmy's got uh, some advice for Mr. Tanner. Like, look, Mr. Tanner, we're in junior high. The cool kids buy their lunches. We don't brown bag it. Kimmy says, if you want to be a good dad, give her a bag of cash. Which is funny how that comes back in Fuller House when um, Kimmy is stuffing green bills into Ramona's lunch bag. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know how, well, I'm trying to think. If this was 1989, I would have been in first grade. So I would have been living at my aunt and uncle's and she would have just made my lunches in my Mickey Mouse lunchbox. When I moved back home when I was nine... I was just going through the lunch line and getting my lunch ticket in the morning before school starts. And then you just hand the lunch ticket to the lunch lady. Um, how it worked in junior high was a bit different. Um, they had computers. We got an ID card with our pic school picture on it. We got our... Sometimes I wouldn't have the card on me and I already know... I think it was like 01187. That might have been high school. Because I'd say that number a lot when I wouldn't have my card on me. They even had it to the point where you could charge up to $3 onto your account. You eventually did have to pay it back. And half the time, I, mine always was at that $3 limit. But yeah, back in junior high, lunch prices were a buck thirty-five. In high school, they were $1.50. So... I always had to scrounge around in my dad's change jar for like four quarters or four quarters and, a, well, five quarters and a dime. But uh, I think sometimes I might have made my own lunch, but it was very rare because my dad only bought the pure necessities of what we needed at the grocery store. Like if the grocery bill started to get like over $60, he would flip out. Danny finally obliges as DJ looks at it. I'm like, Dad, you want me to be cool, don't you? So he just digs in his pocket. He's got some bills folded over. I think he gives her a five and maybe a couple ones when he says, here, here's your lunch money. And here's some more. Make some new friends. Pay them if you have to. But lose Kimmy. So, I'm getting some throwbacks here to the season one, episode three, first day of school. You know how Stephanie was nervous, wasn't going to have any friends. This time she's a little nervous, but not nearly as much that's going to prevent her from going to school. This time she's nervous because she's the only Tanner. She's not got her big sister. She's got to go it alone, tough it out. Sweetie, you're in second grade. You have friends. We've met Harry. We know him. Jesse, remember how Jesse was the one to say, oh, Stephanie, don't worry, it'll be okay. New experiences can be exciting and scary at the same time. Like him losing his V-card to a college girl, 14. Um, Becky has got a little advice for DJ since she's starting junior high. Oh, you girls are going to love junior high. Where I had my first slow dance my first slow kiss. And Danny just looks at Becky like, T, T, time out, Beck. Come on now. We don't, we don't need to be putting these notions in these girls' heads. My daughter is too young for a boyfriend. I love Becky's outfit here. It's just a simple, long-sleeved blue dress. But her, it's even probably that royal blue color that DJ, in the Valentine's episode I'll cover in February... Um, with the royal blue sweater, but she's got like a royal blue dress, but the the heels she's wearing match the dress, and that's just really cool. Oh, 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 Becky starts out with junior high's where I got my first boyfriend. My first slow dance and my first 
slow kiss, as in slow kiss with tongue. Danny just looks at her and raises an eyebrow like, really? I, I, I don't think we need to be putting ideas in my oldest daughter's head here. And Becky snaps out of it. Oh, you know what? And then I woke up and it was all a dream. <laughs> DJ and Kimmy head towards the door to head out. Guess who's running through the living room? She's got her nightgown on. She's got her slips. Fuzzy pinky slippers. Adorable. Wait for me, wait for me. And then Joey has to grab her and says, Oh, sweetie, you don't start nursery school till next year. I love how Joey calls her a sesame streaker. That's so cute. But we know in this season, Michelle starts preschool. So technically, she would have already done the nursery school thing, right? Unless nursery school is another word for preschool. But, I don't, there's even a pre-K, which could that even be preschool as well? Because I was in pre-K, and then I was in kindergarten, and then I was in first grade, and then I was, you know, you get it. So DJ, of course, says, here you go, Michelle, you can start with a, practice with a real school lunch. Michelle opens it, looks inside, looks up and says, oh, cookies? All right. Kimmy and Deej are out the door. We flash over to poor Stephanie, who's like, well, I'm going now. The last Tanner. The only Tanner. <sighs> and Danny's like, Steph, it's gonna, and she cuts him off like, no, really, it's a beautiful thing. I'm like, think about it. <clears throat> when kids say, hey, Tanner, what she'll say later, I knew they were talking to me. It's like, exactly. Because odds are, if they say Tanner and DJ's there, they're speaking to DJ. Granted, what kids your age are going to be saying, hey, Tanner, and talking to DJ? They wouldn't be. So Danny stops Stephanie like, honey, 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 trust me, I know you're scared, but it's going to be fine. And he, kinda, he kneels down in front of her, and she looks at him and says, so I guess I shouldn't even bother with a fake cop. Throwback to season one, when... Joey was teaching her the whole, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think that's cute. I think it's cute. Stephanie's now out the door. We cut to Michelle as she looks at her dad, Jesse, Joey, and Becky, like, all right, now what? Which is cute because it's like, yeah, you have this little kid here who's just hanging around the house all day because she's not old enough to go to school. Now we cut to the hallway where kids are all getting their schedules. How did that work? You got your schedule on the first day so you know what classes you're going to? I'm trying to remember. I know in high school, like a week or two before school started, I got my schedule in the mail as what classes I would get. Because when I started high school, my grandma took me down there so I could at least see what where my classes are. They pretty much were all in one section of the school so I didn't have to walk my locker was on the other side of the school so I barely used it because at the time we could have bags book bags in class once um you know Columbine happened we couldn't do that we couldn't have coats in class either but um anyway DJ is getting jostled because she's 
the lowest grade there, which is seventh grade. I'm guessing it goes seven, eight, nine, and then 10, 11, 12 is going to be high school for her. So we got some girls who are dressed really skimpy. Lots of makeup, skin-tight, black-fitted clothes. The girl is walking backwards and bumps into DJ and has the nerve to say, Hey, watch it, scrub. I want to... And even DJ looks at the girl who, like, just bumped into her. This girl, like I said, she's walking backwards. She's not paying attention. Like, uh, beat it, scrub. You're in my way. <laughs> Look at these little kids. They're so small. They're embryotic. Like, And the girl has the nerve. Instead of just walking on, she has the nerve to just... Look DJ up and down like she's assessing her outfit. Like, ugh. In this mean girl group, we also got a girl who's also dressed not so much in black, but it's like she's got like a black shirt collar that actually meets just under where her shoulders start. And it's kind of a like beigey copper brown. And she's got a really short skirt. Both their clothes are skin tight. We got this third girl who's got like curly f locks of hair. She's wearing all jean, jean jacket, light jean shorts. Also pretty short. I mean, when it cuts just below your lady parts, that is a short skirt that should not be allowed. Look out, scrub. These new kids are so tiny. They're embryonic. <laughs> DJ! Kimmy! Don't ever leave my side again. Okay, how old is that guy? He has a mustache. These people, they're like totally mature. Where are we? Young and the Restless Junior High? What's your schedule? We only yes. have one class together, six periods Spanish. Great. The only time we're together, we can't speak English. <laughs> DJ, Gibbler, hi. Hi. Whoa, Do we whoa. know you? Duh. We only went to school together for the past six years. Kathy Santoni. <laughs> Kathy Santoni? <laughs> you grew up. Big time. <laughs> Pretty intense summer. Okay. Here's what I found out so far. All the cute guys take metal shots. And everyone makes out after school on the football field. Everyone? Well, maybe not everyone. <laughs> well, I guess we gotta go. I might go back to the sixth grade. Stephanie really needs me. <laughs> Luckily, in that crowded hallway, DJ spots Kimmy. They go over to each other and hug like, Oh my gosh, don't ever leave my side again. This is a mosh pit. Okay, um, they both turn and look at this grown man. A literal grown 21-year-old man. Because he's got dark hair and a mustache. And his skin is really, really pale. So... And uh, I just, uh, come on, seriously, writers, you can hire somebody who might be like 16 
who looks 16? Because this man here looks like he's 21. That is not a prepubescent, I'm growing a little peach fuzz above my lip. That is a full-on stash. Even DJ's like, that kid has a mustache. I think that guy's, like, undercover. Like, he's, a like, this is 21 Jump Street, and he's working undercover to find out where the drugs are at the school or something, because that is not even remotely believable. No way. I don't care if it's 1989. Kimmy, I like her response, like, oh, the school, these people, they're so mature, they're so mature looking. And then we cut to an average looking boy and girl who look like they could be siblings, but they're not. Um, are full on making out. Not, wah, 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 wah. no, they like turn their heads to each other. I gotta say, <laughs> what is this girl, the, the girl counterpart of this makeout PDA sesh in the hallway is clearly wearing a shirt that is like, a 1x and she needs like maybe a medium who's dressing these children <laughs> so Kimmy asked to see DJ's schedule to kind of see, uh, check and see if they hopefully have a class together they have one it's called Spanish and they won't be able to speak any English in the class I've never taken a Spanish class in my life I apparently didn't have to I didn't have to take French either so uh it would have been cool to maybe learn another language, but um, it wasn't offered to me. While they're going over their schedules to see what class they have, there's a boy here picking up his schedule. And this boy we do see in a couple other episodes. He's at DJ's 13th birthday party. Also, the episode where DJ is made editor of the school paper and she has to fire Kimmy. He's there as well. This kid does not have a name, but he's just there. I'm guessing... I wonder if this kid maybe is somebody's kid who works on the show while they're behind the, most likely behind the scenes. And maybe he just wants to break into acting and stuff. He doesn't have any lines in any, in any of the episodes that he's in, but... Sixth period Spanish, so that means that's close to like the end of the day. There we go! Kathy Santoni, sweetie, you need to put on a shirt. That is a bra. I don't care if it's a sports bra, it's a bra. And it covers the majority of her her front. You see a little bit of exposed belly. Not much, but still. Probably people would say no, that's a crop top. Um, It's a bra, regardless of what you want to say. It's a bra. And I don't care if you're in San Francisco. I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside or inside the school. You would be wearing a shirt. She would get called down to the office like, sweetie, call your mom, have her bring you down a shirt, or you can rummage in the lost and found until you find something that works for you because you are not going to class. And the thing is, DJ and Kimmy do not recognize Kathy Santoni. She's got at least maybe two inches on both of the girls, Kathy Santoni does. She looks like she could even be at least a year or so older than them. But 
she's like, hey, it's me, Kathy Santoni. We went together to school for like six years. And Kimmy and DJ are just like, I they're staring at her chest. Like, wow, you grew up big time, like in the booble area. <laughs> and Kathy Santoni's answer to this, like, yep, it was a pretty intense summer. Because what we'll get to know from the next couple episodes, we do see Kathy Santoni, and when she is mentioned in later episodes, this girl's boy crazy, she's got a lot of boyfriends, even when she goes to that dance where DJ gets caught with a beer in her hand by Uncle Jesse, they say, oh, Kathy Santoni, who did you bring to the dance? She's like, oh, him, and him, and him. So she has three guys, she, she couldn't turn all of them down, she couldn't just take one, she had to take three. Which... She's a and oh, remember this? Remember when Michael Mumford, Jonathan Brandis, R.I.P., was like, "Oh, DJ, you're so smart and funny, but Kathy Santoni, oh, she's so beautiful, she's so pretty. I'm sorry. Thank you for helping me with my homework. I have to leave. We'll get to that episode and that boy. Oh." Cutie pie, cutie pie. Love me some Jonathan Brandis, but ugh. You did DJ dirty, buddy. So Kathy's got a little dirt of her own. They haven't even been to class yet, and she's been kind of scoping around getting some info. Let me tell you, all the hot guys take metal shop, and at the end of the school day, everyone gathers and makes out on the football field under the bleachers. And Kimmy is just like, really? Everybody? So Kathy Santoni kind of slings her arm around Kathy San or uh, Kimmy's shoulder and says, well, not, not everybody, no. I'm sorry, Kimmy. <laughs> Poor Kimmy! And you know that Kathy Santoni, I think that one of the last times we hear about her in Full House is going to be in Season 7, The Apartment episode. Where um, they tell Danny Kathy Santoni's having a baby. And Danny's like, oh, I can't believe that little kid is having a little kid. Shouldn't she be married? And DJ says, well, yeah, she's already married. She's getting extra credit for it. And she's, oh, no, because he thinks she's getting married. Like, oh, no, she's already married. She's having a baby. She's getting extra credit for it in home ec. <laughs> what lesson is that teaching? But anyway, anyway. Just so you know, guys, I'm not slut-shaming Kathy Santoni in any way. Not at all. So the bell rings, the girls realize they gotta go their separate ways. DJ's like, oh, gosh, I really, I wish I could go back to elementary school with Stephanie. I think she really needs me. She was telling me how she needs her big sister. Alright, now we come back to the house. We're gonna get a little practice time in with the golfing. Joey, of course, needs no practice because he's a golfer aficionado. Michelle's got her cute little Fisher-Price golf set there. She drags it along like, I play golf too. And, of course, Joey's like, oh, sweetie, this is only for Jesse. You sit in that little chair and just watch us, okay? All right, here we go. We get the first, you got it, dude. I want to know when the last you got it, dude, was. I'll say got it too. <laughs> no, Michelle. You sit right here and watch Uncle Jesse get a golf lesson first. Okay, babe? Got it, dude. 
Thanks for the clothes. The sun goes down, we could play by the light on my pants. Doing this to impress the client. How by burning out his retinas? <laughs> Get your mind off your pants. Watch my swing. Right. That's it? That's the whole thing? Piece of cake. Watch the kid take care of business, yeah. <clears throat> yes, you please. Jazz, Elvis never made one golf movie. All right, here we go. Let's go. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was great. You see, uh, very few golfers can drive a lawn that far. Here, come on, here. Come on, I'll help you out. All right, give me a hand here. Okay. <clears throat> I hope this is golf-related. If it wasn't, would I be doing it? All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Ball off your left heel. Ball off your left heel. Remember, always keep your head always down. Always keep the head down. Good. Bend your knees. Bend the knees. Keep your head down. Head down. Right elbow in. Right elbow in. Head down. Sorry. Now, bring the club back slowly. Club back slowly. Oh, sorry. Head down. <laughs> Whack and follow through. Whack and follow through. You ready to try one for yourself? No, I want to play like this for 18 holes. Get off! Jesse comes out dressed in pink plaid, like pink and like a light baby blue striped plaid pants with a pink and white striped shirt. Joey, of course, has to laugh his butt off because it's the funniest thing in the world. So, did Jesse go to a golf store and say, hey, look, I'm playing golf for the first time. I really want to impress these um, clients that we have. Do you have anything suitable that would work for me? And, uh, well, let's see. We got this. And, uh, oh, what's your size? Oh, I'm sorry. We only have this and this. I got to ask a question, though, because if you... People, you know, guys that like to play golf out there, um, do you guys wear jeans when you play or do you wear slacks? Because both Jesse and Joey are wearing like loose fitting slacks, which is good because, you know, if you want to, you want to be able to have the leg room to be able to, you know, move your hips the way you got to, to, you know, swing that, you know, club and hit that ball. Um, just thinking about, uh, when I had done some video for my dad. He wanted me to shoot some video of him playing golf. And I noticed, I think, that he was wearing jeans. I don't think... Maybe in the summertime he would wear these, like, white shorts that would show off his pasty white freckled legs. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes, at, like, in the, I think it was in the... No, it was early spring. And Dad was wearing jeans. Okay. But I'm just kind of curious... Is it more better to wear slacks so you have room to move around or jeans? Oh, Jesse's. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the clothes, Joey. So Joey got him this outfit. And Jesse says, yeah, if the sun goes down, we could play by the light of my pants. Joey says, look, we're doing this to impress the client. And Jesse says, how? By burning out his retinas? I want to do uh, make a quick little video of this because it almost looks like John Stamos is like that line is too good not to laugh. Like he almost like broke character for just a split second. So Jesse goes up, grabs a uh, 
club and just like, oh yeah, this is so simple. Piece of cake. Watch me do this. He's got the golf club in one hand. He's swinging his hips around and it's just like, dude, no client is going to watch you do this at every single um, hole that you go up to. Because this is at least a minute long of him like swirling his hips long around doing an Elvis impression. Joey finally breaks in and says, Jess, Elvis never did one golf movie. So Jess swings and boom, takes a good chunk of the lawn with his swing. And Michelle, of course, is watching this like, uh-oh. You don't think that Danny's not going to notice a divot in his backyard? And now that I'm thinking about it, it's like they're in San Francisco. Those houses are so far close to each other that who knows where that golf ball ended up? That probably ended up in someone's backyard. Luckily, he didn't break anyone's window. Dude, just go out to a golf course. To, or, no, um, what do they call those things? The, um, the putting range or whatever, right? Something to that effect? There, there's a proper word for it. Granted, that might not be the best place for Michelle because she could wander out there. Someone hits her with a golf ball. That's not good. Because, you know, two-year-olds, they probably, they like to wander, they like to walk around and, you know, do stuff, get into trouble, mischief. So, we definitely do get a nod here. It's 1989. We're still making, as they coined the term, you know, funny gay jokes or whatever. And it's just, no, you laughed at it then because you thought it was funny back in the day as a kid and everything like that. You didn't get what the, uh what it really was back in the day, but just the idea of one guy helping another guy in a swing and, like, putting his hands on his hips and kind of bending over. It's just like, <laughs> because the audience is laughing because it's it's funny and stuff, but, you know, this was just the 80s, and they thought it was, you know, funny to make, you know, jokes about two guys, you know, practicing golfing together. So yeah, Joey... Bends over, he's got his hands on Jesse's hands, or arms, to kind of help him with the swing. And Jesse looks up, turns, and says, I really hope this is golf-related. And Joey, equally irritated, says, if it wasn't, would I be doing it? So the key here is keep your head down. Pull your arm, the club back. Whoop, head down, that's right. And swing and follow through. And, of course, they just did a practice swing with an invisible golf club, or golf ball. And Joey's like, alright, let's try it again. But with this big foam ball, and just do it that way. So, yeah. So, Michelle mentions how Daddy will be mad. And Jesse Vincent said, not if Michelle be quiet. So now she says, my turn, and she grabs a plastic club from her Fisher-Price golf bag and takes it and just hits the styrofoam ball, or the soft foam ball, and Joey makes a point to say, see how she kept her head down? Like, she's a better golfer than you are. And Jesse's like, just shut up. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I gotta get away from this golf story, because uh, it's my slightly interesting. It's just bringing up feelings about, because my dad was a golfer and stuff like that, and um, my youngest niece actually 
decided she wanted to have my dad's golf club. So that's cool because, you know, I'm not big in the golf. So, but anyway, yeah. All right, now we're coming back to school. Why DJ thought that this girl who basically humiliated her and said she was a scrub and she's embryonic would say, hey, I saved a seat for you. DJ goes right over there like, oh, thank you. And she's like, well, not for you. Because the other girl, the girl in the um, shoulderless dress is walking over. go down and sit by them. I'd be sitting as far away as humanly possible on the other side of that lunchroom. Because DJ, I, finally I put the subtitles on and I realized I can't believe I've been watching this without the subtitles. But she's like, thanks, my name's, and the girl says, not you, scrub, this seat's taken. And then DJ's just kind of pushed out of the way into the aisle and she, oh, here comes Mrs. Ogbobian. Who is the, like, lunchroom monitor slash phys ed teacher? I'm guessing just a lunchroom monitor. And the woman, Lucy Lee Flippin, you know her, you love her as Eliza Jane Wilder on Little House. She's got this reddish blonde bob that goes just, like, just a little under the ears. And what in the heck, what are the odds? DJ and this teacher have the same outfit down to a T. Same pants, shoes, uh, vest looking thing. So Mrs. Ogbobian says, young lady, keep the aisle clear. And she's got this really old school marm voice still. Like that never went away. All about rules and order. And all the kids now are looking at DJ and this lady, they have the exact same outfit because um mrs ugbobian kind of looks dj up and down says oh nice outfit snappy outfit because the kids start laughing she blows her whistle like that will be enough of that and the whole lunchroom is laughing at her why is everyone wearing really baggy khakis that look like they could fit another pair of legs in them I get it, they gotta be roomy, but these are like, wow. Because Joey's got a, got a pair, um, the teacher and DJ both got a pair. I just, I feel bad for DJ. He tries to go over to another table with a group of kids, and kids are all literally pointing and laughing. Like, <laughs> what a loser. Like, <sighs> poor DJ. You know, she was top dog at the elementary school, but now she's realizing it's like, whatever you were... Back in the sixth grade, you're not anymore. 
So neither Kimmy or Kathy Santoni have lunch with her. But here's the thing. Here's my question. If Kathy Santoni had that same lunch time, would she be sitting with DJ? Or would she be sitting with the uh, the mean girls? I really got to kind of wonder. Oh, one of the mean girls says, <laughs> cute outfit. <laughs> Ew, even that guy with the mustache is hanging around that telephone booth and just laughing at her like, excuse me, sir, that's undercover. You don't need to be in the lunchroom. Your presence here is very inappropriate. He's now looking at her, leering at her while she's in that phone booth. She puts some change in and turns out she was just listening to the time during the entire lunch period. But she kind of plays it off like, hey, how's it going? Remember, I don't remember there being a um, phone booth, telephone in the lunchroom. I do remember them out in the hallways. I do remember calling 1-800-COLLECT a couple times. And after a while, I was told, like, after the first or the second time, like, do not call me 1-800-COLLECT. Because it's expensive and costs money. If you don't have money, I don't know what to tell you. Go use the phone in the office. These mean girls aren't even eating their lunch. They're all, like, staring at DJ and just laughing their heads off. Over here at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be 12.14 exactly. Poor DJ. Now we come back to the house. Danny's home from work. You see he's got on the kitchen table newspaper spread out. On top of that newspaper, he's got clumps of his yard. And Danny's like, Michelle, do you know who did this? And she has a gopher. He's like, a gopher did this? And then Jesse and Joey come in, and Michelle points and says, Two gophers! He's, and Danny's like, Oh, oh, I am, yeah, gophers, I get it, okay. If I, I, Danny's like, What happened to my yard? My pristine, beautiful, watered everyday, manicured lawn. Holy magoogie! He took, they took six hours to play nine holes. So they didn't play, maybe they signed up originally for 18, but when they figured how long it was taking Jesse to hit a golf ball, like, you know what? We have other clients to see, or other um, advertising companies. Let's cut this down. Six hours! Six, oh my goal! Who is outside for six hours playing golf? Or even three hours? That's insane! To me, that's six hours of my life I'll never get back! <laughs> but to the golf aficionados that love it, that's like nothing. Six hours is nothing to them. They can play all day, every day. Took us six hours just to play nine holes. Tell them your score, Jess. I got us the motor relic. Had the client love my ideas. Oh, that's great, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. Tell them your score, Jess. Shot a hundred. Jess. Um, fifty. <laughs> Jess. Nine. You happy? Actually, I'm very sorry. Sorry that I don't have it on videotape. <laughs> I need. Hey, hey, how was your first day of school? Oh, it was your typical first day. I got my classes, I went to them, and now I'm home. Oh, Dad, 
Would you mind tomorrow if I dressed a little more junior high-ish? Oh, no. Hey, I understand. You want to be hip like your rad dad. No, but... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Ed. You're the best. Second grade is so cool! Hey, great! What happened? Everything! You happen to be looking at the room seven, official fish feeder. Ooh. And Uncle Jesse! What? Now that Dee is finally gone, when people say, Hey, Tanner, I know they're talking to me. All right, kid. And Daddy, you'll love this. One of the shrimpy little first graders asked me, What's a cafeteria? I said, Can you read that big sign that says cafeteria? And the kid says, No, I can't read. They can't even read. What a great day. So luckily, they like Jesse's ideas. So the guys got the Motorola account, which is awesome for them. DJ comes in. Danny's like, hey, how was your day? How was your first day of school? DJ, oh, bye. It was great. It's like she is zooming to get to her room, which is funny because you just bypassed the living room that has a set of stairs that you easily, if you wanted to avoid your dad, you could have just went up that stairs. But anyway, and she's like, oh, yeah, it was great. I went to my classes and came home. That was pretty much it. And he's like, okay. She's like, oh, um, Dad, do you think I could dress a little more uh, junior high-ish tomorrow? And he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. You want to dress be more hip like your rad dad, right? And she's like, uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. Like, thanks. If I had a kid, if I were Danny, I'd be like, okay, um, define more junior high-ish. What does that mean exactly? But while DJ had a poop day... Somebody had an awesome day, Stephanie, yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, second grade is the best. It's so awesome. I'm the official fish feeder of room seven. And when kids say, hey, Tanner, I know they're talking to me. And I love how she goes over to Uncle Jesse and Joey and then brings, takes them both by the hand over to Danny so she can talk to all three of them at once. And then she mentions, I love how she's like, talking about some shrimpy first grader which is what she was a year ago she's like, oh some itty bitty little first grader asked me where the cafeteria is and I said hey don't you see that big sign that says cafeteria can't you read that <laughs> so she's shaming a first grader for not being able to sound out cafeteria that is a big word and the kid said he can't even read. I'm like, by first grade, shouldn't you know maybe a couple words? A, for a few? I bet nowadays you gotta have a full, like, good chunk of reading comprehension. You gotta have something. Because, if, I mean, I get it. Cafeteria is a very big word. I tried to get my young cousin when I was, like, 12. Uh, I tried to say, hey, spell entertainment. And he's like, I because he was like maybe eight or something at the time and my grandma kind of said that's a big word why don't you try breaking that down and it's like yeah if you take enter t-a-i-n mint i don't know i don't know but <laughs> i didn't shame him for not knowing well i don't know did i i can't remember but it's like geez Steph, just a year ago you were that first grader <laughs> <clears throat> But bottom line, she had an awesome day, which is great. Now we cut to the next day. We got DJ and Kimmy. 
doing a little makeup sesh in the bedroom. They got towels over their outfits because, of course, we don't want to reveal them until we are 100% ready. Kimmy's got her hair kind of parted on the side with one of those um, banana clips, which my sister used to have a couple of those. I think someone may have put one of those in my hair, or maybe I attempted it, and it hurt. <laughs> it's just like scraping at your scalp while it's closing, and it's like... <sighs> and any sudden movements of your head, it's just gonna get... <laughs> My head, my scalp, my hair. You pull it out and there's like strands of your hair coming with. Ugh. Okay, um, Becky could have come up sooner and really, they are wearing the brightest bright, like Ronald McDonald red lipstick. Like Pennywise the Clown red lipstick. Because they got a little makeup, round makeup mirror. And they're both looking and, like, smiling to see, like, if the lipstick... The lipstick is all over their teeth. So they take a little bit of Kleenex and, like, rub it off. But you can see Kimmy's got blush on her cheeks. They do put on some mascara. I don't know about the eyeshadow. Where did she get that... Where did she get that makeup? That must have come from her mom or maybe Kimmy's mom. Because you know Danny would not be having his daughter wear makeup if he's not even letting Stephanie get her ears pierced till junior high. He is definitely not letting uh, DJ wear makeup at 13. Or Well, currently she's 12. She hasn't turned 13 yet. They didn't blot, did they? That's how you do it. You take a you fold over some like Kleenex and then you put it between your lips and you go and then you take it out and then hopefully you shouldn't. But you're... They slathered that lipstick on their lips. Like, they're, like, trying to make sure they got enough chapstick on their lips to survive count, uh, climbing Mount Everest. I mean, my goodness. You don't slather it on. So I'm going to play this clip here. Because DJ's like, it's almost time for school. Do you think we look old enough? And can we look at her like, how old do we want to look and dj's like well old enough to keep me out of that phone booth kimmy reveals that look at least you got to eat your food i had to give mine to a girl with a tattoo my what school are they going to granted they go to vanetta junior high stephanie gets stuck in season seven at dimaggio the garbage dump of all junior highs that doesn't even have proper working bathroom facilities. Child, you are way too young. <laughs> I like makeup. 
Here, Michelle, you can put on a little lipstick. Just don't eat and it. And I'm too young. Yeah. <laughs> How rude. Yeah, there we go. Let's go, girl. It's getting late. Uh, we're coming, Dad. Well, how do we look? <laughs> Cheap. Uh, yeah, very. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. Kimmy, wait. Whoa, Kimberly. Where did you get those? Kimmy. Call me Kimberly. <laughs> those aren't socks. So while the girls are like mean, need a little more mascara, I'm like, girls, you've got enough. You that is overkill. Now you're gonna look like a painted up clown, and you are gonna get laughed out of that school. <laughs> uh, they also got a like pound of eyeshadow on their face, on their eye, on their eyelids. So Stephanie comes in while the girls are applying mascara. It's like, oh wow, a makeup party. Can I try? I want to look just like Superstar Barbie. And, of course, DJ's response to this is, chill, child, you are way too young. Michelle comes in like, I wear lipstick. And, of course, DJ hands it over. Like, yeah, you give it to the child who's going to eat it. Thanks. Stephanie just looks at DJ like, and I'm too young. How rude. Danny calls from downstairs like, girls, let's go. School's awaiting. Get down here. Um, the girls... Finally, take off the towels off their tops and reveal, like, how do we look? Stephanie hits the nail right on the head with cheap. And Kimmy's like, all right. And DJ just looks at her like, Kimmy, we don't want to look cheap. Like, you do. Um, and, of course, Kimmy's like, wait, wait, the pizza la resistance. As she opens up her jacket, revealing round... Uh, booble area. Like, wow. Like, they were, you were flat chested yesterday and you are like, ga boom, ba ba boom. Because, <laughs> boom, Kimmy. DJ and Stephanie's eyes literally bug out of their head. They're like, Kimmy, those are not socks. Those are too round to look like socks. I don't think I ever put things in my bra. I certainly didn't go to school looking like that. It's like, you better hope no one sees you because you go to school like that and you're flat the next. People are going to laugh you out of that school. And with good reason. Alright, so the guys are down in the kitchen and Danny's at the sink. He's got his dish, his rubber dish gloves on, which a lot of the time when I bought those, they're disposable. So you use them once, you throw them away. But with Danny, why throw away a good dish glove when you can just clean them? And Jesse's line of, Joseph, he's finally lost it. He's cleaning liquid soap. But it's like, okay, why don't you open your eyeballs and look at what he's doing? He's rubbing the gloves together. There's liquid dish soap. He's cleaning the gloves, which if you're going to reuse them, you're going to want to clean them in something because if you're scrubbing out your tub, your tub, he would not be using those in the kitchen if he were scrubbing the toilet. You throw those out. Same goes with the tub. Those are most likely kitchen gloves. But still, like I said, 
you clean out the outside because you're touching stuff, you're working with the chemicals, you want them clean so you can start anew. And those are the heavy duty, like, um, the rubber, like, real good brand name ones. I got ones that were, they're Meyer brand, and they came to, they're disposable, but still, I'm cleaning the tub, and I'm feeling the water get into them. I'm like, this is garbage. Throw these out. DJ and Kimmy come down. When they come down, their heads are down like they're trying to, you know, sneak off without. But you're walking right in front of your. Yeah, the girls are walking right in front of Danny and Joey and Jesse. It's like, you want to sneak down, you could have used the other stairs to the living room. And when they sneak down, let me tell you, they don't have their bags with them. Maybe they're in the, the bags are in the living room. Okay, now that I watch this again, Danny's not looking up. Joey's looking at Danny. And Jesse is kind of, his eyes are down, but his head is up. So none of them really even see the girls. But Danny looks up. He's like, whoa, girls, uh-uh, come back here. I mean, they can't really do much about Kimmy because she's not their child. But they can uh, keep DJ from going to school in that outfit. Yeah. You said I could look a little more junior high-ish. Where is this junior high? Caesar's Palace? <laughs> you may go to school. I guess we're not as old as we thought we were. Are we now? Yeah, stick it to him, staff. <laughs> Alright, you can go, Kimmy, because you don't live here. So long, boys. Okay, that's gross. Don't do that. <laughs> That doesn't matter, though. DJ, I don't care about the other girls. My daughter is not going to school dressed like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, Joey, you're from this century. Tell him he's wrong. Uh, no, we're staying out of it. <laughs> Fine, I'll go tie some bows in my hair, put on my car animals, and go skipping off to school. I'll be daddy's little girl forever. Okay, DJ, enough with the tood. No, you won't. Hold it. Do we have any idea how to get her through this? Not a clue. I don't. Oh, man. You know what all this means? We are on the verge of raising a teenager. She's going to be going to wild parties. Yeah, right. Driving a car? She's going to be dating guys. Oh, yeah. Like me. Yuck. She's never leaving the house again. Okay, so the bags were at the foot of the steps by the door. Gotcha. Because I wonder, like, why aren't there bags with them? But they're just sitting there by the door waiting to go to school. Danny gets to him first, like, whoa, uh-uh, no. You're not walking out the door dressed like that. Just as Steph is coming down the stairs... And Danny's like, all right, you may go to school, Stephanie. Of course, Stephanie, because DJ would not let her use lipstick, says, well, I guess we're not as old as we thought we were. Are we now? I'm like, stick it to her, Steph. That's a little sister of me talking. <laughs> and of course, Danny really cannot do anything about Kimmy because she's not their child. So it's like, all right, see you, Kimmy. 
Of course, Kimmy turns around and does a little flirty, like, so long, boys. Like, kind of, like, puts her hand up, like, bye. Think of me while I'm gone. Like, Kimmy, 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 you're 12. Please, don't, don't do that. And DJ's all, like, her attitude is, it's no big deal. We gotta get to school. We're gonna be late. And Danny's like, where is this junior high? Caesar's Palace? You're not getting out of this house dressed like Jessica Rabbit. And I could even go so far as to say Vivian, uh, Julia Roberts' character from Pretty Woman. No, no, she's not that level. But it just, the skin-tight clothes, just my head just goes there. And you know that DJ would not be seeing Pretty Woman. I mean, I didn't even see Pretty Woman till I had a driver's license. And I had a big, massive crush on Richard Gere. But then again, who didn't? That guy's like 70-something years old, and he is still hot as the day is long. But then again, that's just my opinion. DJ even starts in with... Dad, you weren't there yesterday and didn't see the other girls. And Dan's like, I don't care about the other girls. I care about my daughter and what she's wearing or not wearing. Well, DJ, honestly, for her dress, it's not horrible. It's not extremely low cut. It's not showing off anything that's inappropriate. It's just skin tight. How she even has this piece of clothing in the house as beyond me? I mean, I'm not going to say, well, hey, that's maybe something that Pam had in the closet years ago, because no way is that going to fit DJ. But Danny would not, unless he just lets the girls go shopping and pay for their own stuff, or maybe the girls give what they want, like, ooh, I want this skimpy outfit, let me throw some other tops on top of it. So by the time Danny's already there, this stuff is already in the bag, and he has no idea what's out, what's, what items he bought. Unless they get home, and he has her, you know, parade around, like, here, try this on, try that out. My dad and Pam, whenever they would get me, like, jeans or pants for Christmas, I'm like, oh, this is nice, thank you. Like, well, go try them on. I want to make sure they fit you so we don't have to take them back. So I get DJ's frustrated, but if you think about it, sweetie, your dad really saved you from even what you thought you were embarrassed yesterday. You go to school looking like that, it will be ten times worse. Because... I bet anything those girls will look at you, laugh, and say, you're a poser. Who do you who do you think you are? Are you trying to be me? Because you're not me. But DJ's like, fine, I'll go put some bows in my hair, put on my granimals, and go skipping off to school. I'll be daddy's little girl. Like, sweetie, that is not what your dad is trying to get at. He's trying to help you dress appropriate for school. The only thing that just I notice is, like, one, it's got one, like, shoulder and the other part is kind of, uh, sleeveless on the side. So it's, uh, exposing her shoulder there. She's got bright red lipstick. She's got her, so much eyeliner on, it's made her eyes, like, really pop. And, of course, the eyeshadow, and she's got some blush. 
Yeah, it's not good. So she just runs upstairs. So Danny wants, starts to head upstairs. The guy's like, okay, we'll get her through this. Don't worry. They start to go up the stairs. They turn back around, come down and say, uh, do we have any idea to get her out, how to get her out of this or how to help her? And they're like, mm, we really don't. If this were one of DJ's boys, you know Danny, Joey, Jesse. Jesse is always there to help Jackson when it comes to his issues with Lola. However, they're guys dealing with... As Danny says, we are on the verge of raising a teenager. She's going to be going to wild parties. <laughs> really? The only quote-unquote semi-wild party DJ goes to is a college frat party in season 8 when she's a senior, which I've told Jeremy this a hundred times whenever we'd watch that episode. That's a drunk driving episode. I Not drunk driving. I'm sorry. It's the episode where Kimmy gets drunk. I will cover that in the serious episode series that I have planned for next year. Um, I always tell Jeremy, I say, if Pam were still there, you know, Danny's Pam, she would not be allowing her daughter to go. I don't care if there's not going to be alcohol there. You are not going to a frat party. You are 17 years old. You're not in high You're not in college right now. You have no reason to be at a frat party. But anyway, they also say she's going to be driving a car. She's going to be dating guys. And Jesse's like, oh, God, guys like me. Well, I mean, that guy Pete, I remember him. He was a um, guy who's definitely going to be on the SO list in the future, I'm sure. So Danny figures either way, even though he doesn't know how to help get her through this, he's still going to talk to her because he knocks on the door. DJ is sitting in her little nook area, just holding her pillow person, just crying her eyes out, just how t terrible the day before was. And Danny knocks on the door, she's like, leave me alone. He's like, he opens the door and says, I can't, I'm your dad, it's my job. So I'm going to play this clip. This is definitely... Danny and DJ have a great, amazing, beautiful relationship. And as the series goes on, I really wish he had this relationship also with Stephanie. Because between his three kids, you see him have a lot of these heart-to-hearts with DJ and Michelle. Stephanie seems to get the shaft a lot. And it's to the point where DJ is the one that Stephanie goes to for the advice. It's almost like, here, I'll talk to you, DJ, and then we can figure out what we're going to tell Dad. So I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> DJ. Leave me alone. I can't. I'm your dad. It's my job. Honey, I want to know what's going on with you. Yesterday was the worst day of my life. Everyone is so much older than me. That's because they are, sweetie. I was just exactly like the teacher that everybody hates. Yeah. I eat lunch in the phone booth, listening to the time reading for 25 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Beep. 
wish you would have told me this yesterday. I was too embarrassed. I don't know what happened. In the sixth grade, I was cool. Okay, do you know what I mean? I know it feels that way. That's just because you were a big fish in a small pond. Now you're in a big pond, so you feel like a small fish. But you don't have to look like the big fish. Especially if the big fish are bad fish. And smelly fish. And, well, now I'm lost and I'm rambling and I just want to hug you and take you to sea world. I just want people to like me. They will. As soon as they get to know you. No, it's not. Well, I guess to me you're still my little girl. Honey, I don't want to stop you from growing up, but you just can't go from 12 to 25 overnight. Uh, no, she didn't. You've got to realize this teenage stuff is all new for both of us. But honey, we can work it out if we keep one thing in mind. We have no choice. Yeah. That music, <laughs> oh, that music gets me every time, every time. It's meant to do that, though. Mm. But he goes in to DJ's room. He's like, honey, I want to know what's bothering you. Before she even speaks, that that music is right there underscoring it, getting ready to tug at your heartstrings, make your eyes water like mine are now. She looks it up at Danny and says, Yesterday was the worst day of my life. Granted, I mean, the day she lost her mother was definitely the worst day. I don't know any day that could top that. But for now, the first day of junior high was the worst day. Of I think it's just the fact that she got humil- That whole cafeteria was pointing and laughing at her. And she says how everyone looks so much older than me. It's like, well, sweetie, you're seven in seventh grade. You're 12 going on 13. The older kids are going to be 17, 16, 17 year olds old. There's going to be a growth spurt in there. You're going to feel like a small little kid until you get to that level. Because she's like, in fifth grade, you know, in sixth grade, I was cool in the elementary school. Because I was the old. basically, she was the oldest one, of course. You're gonna feel like your top dog there. Here, you're gonna be like a puppy that has to rise in the ranks until you get experience and some years under your belt, right? Right. Um, I just think about now and just, guys, I don't think I'd be able, if... I really don't think I would be able to handle school if I were um, DJ's age now. It's just, DJ, I'm lucky I did not grow up in an age with social media because I don't think I'd be able to stand that. Bullying, and I'm not saying, like, it was nothing for those girls. Like, DJ, that's, like, nothing compared to this. I'm not saying that that one is worse than the other, but it's escalated to the point where before you could go home and get away from the bullying for a day. Social media, that follows you and you cannot get away from it. 
I just, oh, my heart goes out to, you know, her and all these kids today that are literally just suffering. Some children that can't escape it to the point where they, they end their lives. Guys, I'm sorry to be a downer, but just, it, it hurts me. It pains me so much to, to, to see that kids can be just as cruel as adults can be to each other. Maybe even more so. But anyway, I'm happy I have the subtitles on here, because I, Candace speaks her lines so fast here, or she's like, I just, that's, that's exactly like the teacher. And for the longest time, you know, watching this on TV and reruns, you don't get that helpfulness of the subtitles. She says, I was dressed exactly like the teacher that everybody hates. That dress part, she just speeds through that line so fast it gets jumbled with was and exactly. And as I said, you heard me say it twice in the clip. I'm like, what are the odds that she's dressed just like there is similar exact wardrobe for juniors and for adults? What? Wow, okay. So she says she stood in the phone booth and ate her lunch, listening to the Time Lady for 25 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm trying to remember how long my lunch period was probably like at least half an hour to maybe... Was it 40 minutes? I can't remember. But thinking about it now, it just... Or thinking about it back then, it just felt like it was so short. The lunch period just went by so fast. And if you think about it, the only friend, you know, DJ says, you know, I have a lot of friends and everything, but the only one we ever really see is Kimmy. So you can imagine you're going to a school, your friend is there, but you only have one class together and you don't share a lunchtime, which has got to really suck. Really, really does. With me, my small little class that I had, I went through grades, you know, first grade all the way through high school with the the small handful of kids. Um, I'm not going to say their last names, but, there, you know, there was Robbie. Robbie was the one who was into video games. Ninja Turtles, Super Mario Brothers, Link, as he referred to the Zelda game. Um, and then in high school, he was into wrestling. David was the one who was into, like, checkers. He had a pencil collection in the second grade. I remember that. He had glasses that had the little Mickey Mouse on the the arm of the glasses there. Um, Patrick was, like, really tall and quiet. He and Robbie were as thick as thieves. And, of course, Eric, who... I had a thing for back in second and third grade. Eventually, I grew out of that by fourth grade. But as I'm saying, these guys, we went through all the grades together, so there was always a table to sit at, at the lunch table. We kind of had our own regular table, which I'm thinking, I was thinking about that last night while I was working. The girl's like, hey, you know, later on, she's like, hey, you're at our table. Which we haven't gotten to that scene yet. But I'm just thinking, um, that's not your table. You didn't buy that table. Your parents didn't donate money to the school. So it's not your table. But, alright. 
so DJ sits on the bed, and Danny sits down next to her and says, Honey, I really wish you would have told me this yesterday. And she's like, Well, I mean, I was embarrassed. And Danny was all like, Honey, I want to hear about your first day. How was it? And she, Oh, it was a day I went on to, to all my classes and came home. <laughs> like, yeah, she was embarrassed. She didn't want to break down and say that right then. You know, she thought that maybe dressing older was the solution. But, like I said, I'm so happy that uh, Danny did not let her go out of the house like that. He really saved her from even more embarrassment. And she says, I was so cool in the sixth grade. And now I'm a joke. I don't know what happened. It's like, well, you transitioned, sweetie. That's what happens when you go from elementary to junior high. And honestly, I gotta say, I think junior high is the biggest leap between... If, um, next to high school, because junior high, everything changes. Well, I call it middle school, but everything changes. The friends you had in elementary school may or may not still be your friends as you're all figuring out your interests and kind of moving away from each other. And that's what DJ says. He looks at the mirror with Danny there on the bed. He kind of turns her to face the mirror and he's like, honey, look at yourself. This isn't you. This isn't the DJ I know. And she looks at herself and says, well, well, who am I then? Because she's really at that age where she's searching for her identity and the type of person that she is. Because for the longest time, you know, she was DJ Tanner, top elementary school student. You see all those awards on her corkboard and behind her headboard. But now it's like, who am I? It's almost like blank slate, blank canvas. You get to kind of start over anew and everything and really, you know, prove yourself and try out for... Because we see as the season goes on, she's, you know, starting to, you know, um, organizing the parties and, and at school, the dances and everything. So she's getting on... Um, committees and everything she she's really one that gets out there puts herself out there and it's just it's great it's great that she wants to be a leader she's a role model for her younger sisters yeah she, you'll find your way Deej you really really will it just takes time that was only the first day of school you have how many other first days of school that you'll have to get through which we only really hear about this one and the one from season one. Oh, this pains my heart. How many people have said this? I just want people to like me. Gosh, that reminds me of, um, of, you guys know occasionally I do talk about the show One Tree Hill on this podcast on occasion. If you're familiar with the show, if you're familiar with the season three school shooting episode, and just poor Jimmy Edwards just crying, holding that gun just to Keith and just saying, I wanted them to like me. I just wanted it to end the teasing and everything like that. And it's just, look how far we've come from 1989 to 2019 or even 2007 when season four or season three of One uh, 2006. But anyway, it's just, gosh, that fear that you go in and someone, t you want people to like you. You know deep down in your heart that you are a good, 
fun person. And just for somebody to just come out and say, oh, look how you dress. Look how you look. Look how you sound when you talk and everything like that. It cuts you down. It really does. People are already fragile. You know, when you're starting something. I mean, maybe not everybody, but people like me, yeah. So, Danny sits her down and starts wiping away her make or trying to with a tissue, which really, it's not going to work. Becky comes up like, Danny, let's go. We're going to be late. And she takes, Becky takes one look at DJ like, oh, DJ, don't ever let your dad do your makeup. And DJ kind of like, oh, no, I, I did it myself, actually. And I like this teachable moment here with Becky. You know, she's really the only mother figure the girls, well, she's just dating Jesse right now. They're not engaged yet either. So, in a way, Becky is a mother figure, not just for DJ, but also for Stephanie and for Michelle. So, this is a teachable moment with the makeup. It's just, yes. Less is, is more. You gotta enhance the, the natural beauty. Just, you know, and I like to make it look like you're not really wearing any. So just a little bit that just kind of brings out. So I'm gonna play this clip. It is a really sweet, sweet moment. For any girl that's grown up without a mother who wishes they did have somebody to kind of help them through these awkward years of. I want to dress like me, but I don't want to be laughed at. How can I feel confident in myself and everything like that? I mean, guys, think about it. When I was in junior high, my sister was already moved out of the house. I was having to get myself up in the morning and get to school because my dad was already at work. And, you know, my aunt and my, my grandma did the best that they could, but it's just... It, awkward times, guys. Awkward times for being a teenager and not having a mother figure there all the time to kind of help you along your journey. But I'm going to play this clip. We're going to be late. Oh, DJ, don't ever <laughs> let your father do your makeup. I did it. It looks better before. You know, when I first started wearing makeup, I made the same mistakes. Really? How old were you? 18, 19? No, actually, I was right around DJ's age. Glad I asked. Really? You wore makeup when you were my age? Uh-huh. Only my mom taught me that the secret to wearing makeup is to make it look like you're not wearing any. Well, how do you do that? Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> well, by bringing out DJ's natural beauty. For instance, you want a very subtle pink eyeshadow. Can I show her? Can she? Go for it. Thanks, Dad. And don't worry. Until I tell you yeah, to stop, yeah. basically. Oh, I love those words. Aww. Aww. Oh, sweetie. Aww. You look like Pennywise. She does look like Pennywise. But the secret to makeup is to make it look like you're not wearing any. So, Becky got some tips from her mom because she also made the same mistake when it came to using makeup for the first time. She kind of slid, you know, all over, just kind of went a little overboard. 
And, of course, Becky's mom probably came and said, Oh, sweetie, no, here, let me show you. The trick to wearing makeup is to make it look like you're not wearing any. And Becky, or DJ's like, well, how do you do that? And even Danny's like, yeah, how do you do that? And I like how Danny's like, oh, let me guess. You started wearing makeup at 18, 19? And Becky's like, well, no, I actually was around DJ's age. And Danny's like, oh, great, thanks. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> so for DJ, she says, I would go with a very light, you know, pink eyeshadow and just... Because she kind of is a little, Danny did kind of look at her earlier downstairs when she was getting a little too informative about, oh, my first time at junior high was magical and this and that. So she's a little tentative when she looks at Danny like, oh, um, can I, can I show her? Is it okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Yep. Because Becky doesn't want to overstep her bounds. She's just Jesse's girlfriend at this point. She's not... A family member, so she's got to kind of, like, tiptoe into this. Michelle comes back with the lipstick all over her lips, and then two, he's jutting out, and I'm like, oh, sweetie, you look like Pennywise. <laughs> or even the Joker from The Dark Knight. Like, eh, no. But Danny's like, oh, you look beautiful, my little Jaja, as he picks her up. And she's like, dad, pretty too. <laughs> she uses the lipstick and just starts, like, drawing on Danny's nose. Now, oh, I love the scene between Danny and she's like, oh, dad, give me a hug. He's like, oh, I love those words, as he hugs her. And they say, I love you. And it's, it's fixed. They've crossed this hump, granted. When she says, you can always think of me as your little girl. And I'm like, oh, Deej, we have not gotten to season five. Where, oh, where has my little girl gone? Because she's like, I'm not your little girl anymore. Which, at that point, she's like 14, 15. 15. And it's like, you gotta stop looking at her like that. But, okay, let's go to the next day of school. DJ is dressed more appropriate. Or is it, I, I think it's later that day. It's later that day. Alright, it's at school. We got Eliza Jane with the strawberry blonde bob here. No glasses. I still think Eliza Jane hopped in the time machine, got to San Francisco in 1989, got her teaching degree, she is a lunch monitor slash phys ed teacher slash librarian. This is her cover. That's what happened to the character a little off. She, she moved away. You never hear from her again. But I think she got in the time machine and came to San Fran. She's definitely wearing something different. It's one of those long fabric type dresses that has a black belt around but she's also wearing the pearls. Luckily, DJ's like, whew, we're not dressed the same. Good. Oh, that boy! That boy is back! And the look he just gives of uh, Mrs. Abobian, or whatever her name is, he's just like, ugh, ugh, ew. <laughs> you can tell bright colors, guys, bright. She's wearing lime green shorts and a long sleeve sweater opened up 
with bright orange. So definitely she's dressing appropriate for her age. Both of them look at each other, DJ and this teacher, look at each other and just like, DJ smiles and the lady kind of nods in approval like, yes, we're not dressed identical. Good. Very good. DJ just rolls her eyes after the lady leaves like, and just like kind of blows up. That's safe. Kimmy got her schedule changed. Bam! Girl, you go. You go, Kim. Because <laughs> DJ's like, Kimmy, what are you doing here? And DJ, or Kimmy says, I got my schedule changed. We have the same lunch period. How did she manage that? Seriously, I want to know how. She got her old schedule changed. She's got power in that school. I don't know how, but she's got it. And... Kimmy is dressed, like, also bright colors. She's got a fuchsia-colored top, short sleeve, with the underside of it, the sleeve kind of rolled up just a little, is, like, a neon green color. So, yeah, hey, it worked out. So, of course, DJ has asked, like, Kimmy, what happened to your bod? And Kimmy says, well... My mom saw me getting on the bus and she freaked out. My bod is in my fake boobs are in the sock drawer with my other socks. Thank goodness that Kimmy's mom saw her get on the bus with that. Because, oh my goodness, you come to school with those one day and then you're flat chested the next. You are going to get very teased. Yeah. There's, um, speaking of the book that, uh, teaching, uh, or because of Mr. Trupped, I think it was, gosh, what was, maybe it was the third book, Saving Mr. Trupped, but a character in there named Alexis, or Lexi for short, is stuffing her bra, and mind you, this girl's like 12 years old, maybe 11, and she's using paper towel from the bathroom. If you guys know school or work toilet paper, paper towel is the worst. It's scratchy. It's itchy. Why would you want that up against your bare skin? I wouldn't. So I'm going to play this clip. It turns out DJ and Kimmy make friends with a couple other girls that are in their classes. And the mean girls make an appearance. You don't have a table, go away. Why don't you then? Stupid girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Susan Erickson and Karen Sykes. Sweet, sweet girls. They're just, they're 
dress pretty, you know, decently for the time and everything, and nothing too flashy. But they're nice, like, hey, because DJ goes up and says, hey, you're in my English class, right? Like, yeah, I'm, you know, Susan Erickson, this is Karen Sykes, you want to sit down with us? And, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Kimmy, this is my friend. And they all sit down and chat. The mean girls come back. Ugh. They're like, get at our table. And DJ looks at the girl and says, well, this is a scrub table now, but you're more than welcome to join us. And the mean girl claps back with, really? I'd rather eat in a phone booth. Like, go do it then. Go eat in that phone booth. I'm sorry, anyone says you're sitting at our table, I'd be like, uh, you don't have a table. Did you buy this table? Do your parents donate money to the school? Then you have no table. Go away. I would have farted in her face. I seriously would have. Or I'm like, here, let me, uh, here you go, a uh, fart, and, um, I walk away. Here you go. You can sit at the stinky table now. Like, ugh, don't like this girl. Or the other two. They're not wearing the skimpy outfits, but they're still just... And these girls, clearly, they're older girls because DJ's only 12. These girls are probably 16. Granted, they look like they're 18, but whatever. 18, 19, 20. Where's Pale Face Mustache Guy? Where'd he disappear to? Is he in the phone booth? So the girl, mean girls walk off and DJ, someone should tell her she's wearing a bit too much makeup. I love how the other girls kind of congratulate DJ for like, hey, good job. You got rid of her. All right. That's the episode. Um, I'm going to say definitely for a relatable character, I definitely got to go with DJ. I've been there. I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast and I've First day of sixth grade on the bus. I had my Walkman. I was just listening to music. Barely singing above a whisper. But I get off the bus and this girl who either was sitting behind me, I don't know. It's like, oh, you shouldn't sing. You don't sound very good. Yeah, that's how I want to start my first day of sixth grade before I even get in the doors. As having an older girl insult me. I wasn't... You couldn't even technically hear me. I'm like, my God, I'm in my own little world. I'm in the front seat. I'm just hanging out, just listening, you know, my my music player, my security blanket, if you will. And somebody had to go and do that. And the thing that sucks is that's a school bus. You can't, this person was an older girl, so it's not like she was in my grade either. But it's like, ugh. Yeah, that put a damper on me. I remember because I went home and my grandma asked me, like, how was your first day? And I mentioned the girl. My grandma, of course, was like, well, she probably was just jealous because you sound good. I'm like, yeah, grandma, that was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I liked this episode. It really resonates, you know, with young girl, With any kid that's starting junior high and you're starting a new school with a bunch of older kids, different kids probably coming in from other schools, and maybe your friends may or not be going to the same middle school. So there is that moment, you know, of, of being scared and unsure, just like Stephanie with the, I'm not going to have any friends. DJ had Kimmy at least. Mm, lesson learned from this episode. I'm just going to go with... 
New days, guys, let me tell you, first days of school, probably 8 out of 10 times might not be your best day. But hopefully you get through that first week and things start to even out for you. You know, just, I guess take it in stride is all we can really do, right? Find your find your niche. Find out what your interest is. Mine was the library, guys. It was the library. I loved the library. Hung it. I even worked in the school library in seventh grade. Seventh grade, and it was great. I loved it. I'd say the best dressed is going to be DJ at the end of the episode. Worst dressed, I'm going to give it to those mean girls. They were just, I mean, DJ's outfit wasn't great either, but I'm going to stick it to the mean girls and say they were the worst dressed this episode. Kimmy's, um, her leopard print jacket with the skin tight blue shirt with the sock boobs is going to be runner-up for that, so. And if I had to say, you're going to know what it is. It's going to be the Mean Girls, most disliked character of the episode. Alright, let's talk about next week's episode. It's going to be Season 3, Episode 16, entitled Bye Bye Birdie. February 2nd, 1990 is when this episode aired. Michelle loses the preschool's pet bird. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's sad. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, one real quick thing. When Joe, I was thinking about this. See, it's funny. I think about these things, like, later on during the day when I'm working, because I have all the time in the world. I'm just working with my hands. So my mind is free to wander. Um, Joey says, oh, you don't start preschool until, or, what do you say, nursery school until next year. So, Back to School Blues aired on September 29th. Bye Bye Birdie aired on February 2nd. So I think he means next calendar year not 1989 but in 1990 so that's okay joey i forgive i forgive myself for not thinking this one through completely all the way so as promised i did want to read those user reviews so let me get to them eight out of ten just be you this is a good message yes just be yourself Kimmy loves you. She loves you for being you. Other people are going to follow suit. 8 out of 10. March 31st, 2014. One of my favorite parts of this episode is seeing Lucy Lee Flippin. I love her voice. She has that teacher voice that just like she did when she played Eliza Jane Wilder on Little House on the Prairie. In this episode, DJ and Kimmy start junior high not being accepted by some on the first day. They decide to dress a bit more junior high-ish the next day. The results make for some great comedy. I loved Becky's, oh, DJ, don't ever let your father do your makeup. <laughs> I think that season three is really the highlight of the show. It's the most memorable, but then maybe that's because I've seen these episodes so much more. No doubt people who watch this for the first time will get more entertainment from it, but it's still really good. All right. 7 out of 10. Touching. This review was put up on IMDb February 26, 2018. First day of school. DJ is entering junior high school 
and Stephanie's entering second grade. I remember my time in both these grades, but my time in grade seven was much e easier than DJ's. This episode is an archetype on teenage peer pressure and popularity in school. Stephanie loved her first day. People can call her by her last name, and she knows right away that it's her they're talking to. DJ's first day is different. The kids she goes to school with are, like, so mature. Well, that's Kimmy's line. Her and Kimmy don't have the same lunchtime, very unrealistic, and popular girls are making her feel alone. So she spends lunch in the phone booth. The next day, her and Kimmy try to dress more mature, but get stopped by Danny. Danny talks to DJ about being a big fish in a bigger pond and all that jive. Becky teaches DJ how to wear makeup, and then her and Kimmy make some new friends. The only thing I was a bit surprised with was the lack of DJ's friends from elementary school being around. Sure, there's Kimmy and Kathy Santoni, but there must be more. Well, there is, we just really never see them. The multiple lunch times may have had an effect on this, which is highly unrealistic. What kind of school has more than one lunch period? Well, when I was in junior high, you had a lunch period for 6th grade, lunch for 7th and 8th. They never mingled. Granted, in high school, it's different because you're all together all four grades. The essence of the episode with DJ is just being her with DJ just being herself always gets to me. It could have been better, but I'm happy with it the way it is. Some flaws, but an overall fine episode 7.5 out of 10. Here's the last review, 8 out of 10, the one where DJ goes to junior high. This review was put on IMDb on June 1st, 2015. I really like this episode. It's funny, and I can imagine that most people can relate to what DJ is going through in this episode. In this episode, DJ goes to junior high for the first time and is extremely nervous. She doesn't like it as much as elementary school as it is so different. She doesn't have many classes with Kimmy. She feels like she dresses too young and she hasn't made any friends. She tries to change herself, but in the end realizes that that's not the right thing to do. Overall, I give this episode 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. Yes. So that is the episode, and I read the reviews. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the sun while you get some. It was rainy all day yesterday, so it's so nice to finally see the sun. It's like 70 degrees out right now at 11 o'clock. So I had to, like, uh, I put on, like, some warmer pants. Like, I'm getting too warm, so I had to switch it up to my lounge pants. So, just weather, you know, in Michigan, it's just up, it's down, it's all over the place. Which, seriously, it's September. Two months from now, I'm going to be begging for this weather when it's, like, 40 degrees outside. So, um, all right. Also, I want to remind you, if you enjoy the podcast, if you go to Apple Podcasts, the app, you can leave a review for the the podcast at Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, a Full House Fuller House podcast. You can search on Apple Podcasts by typing in Oh My Lanta or Holy Chalupas, maybe even Fuller House. And write a review. You know, the more reviews that this podcast gets, that way 
it'll get up there in the ranks and that way more people who enjoy Full House and Fuller House are able to get it. If you haven't subscribed to it, subscribe to it so that way you don't miss an episode. Right now, I'm in the Back to School series, which will carry through into the first two weeks in October. And then we'll get to the two Halloween episodes. After that, we're going to hit Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then in January... Through February is going to be the Jesse Becky arc from their first meeting to their almost elopement to the engagement to the wedding to her finding out she's pregnant all the way up to the birth of Nikki and Alex. Anything after that to do with the twins is going to be its own segment which will come later on in 2020 so plenty of stuff to look forward to also in february i got some valentine's day episodes i'm only choosing two of those valentine's episodes and then um the other one we'll get to in 2021 so all right like i said have a great weekend everybody enjoy that weather enjoy the book recommendations that i gave out at the beginning of the episode so bye bye everybody